recording. Sorry, we don't need to talk about my problems. Eggnog is is a is a tough flavor. So yeah, there's a reason. How come there's not very many popular ones out there on the market? That's it. It's a tough flavor. It's hard yeah. to get right. Because I've I've bought it before and it was always bad. I do feel that like I already did something better than what most of the commercial shit I've tried is, but I also think that it's like needs work still. So that's why I'm on like four or five different versions. See I'm glad we're like talking most. about flavors because that's kind of something I want to talk about when we get into the show. So uh, if everybody's ready, I think we can dive right I'm in. I'm good. I'm right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Shed Time Podcast in three, two, one. Let's hit it. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce you to Shed Time. What is Shed Time, you ask? Well, it's code for the consumption of cannabis, but it's much more than that. Shed Time's state of mind. It's art, it's music, it's cryptocurrency, technology, it's food, it's vaping. It can be whatever you want it to be, as long as you're not letting the bastards get you down, not being a dick, and making it fun. When you're in the shed, it's whatever your mind allows you to create. So now let's get to the Shed Time Podcast. Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of the Shed Time Podcast. And uh, as I mentioned, I definitely wanted to get into some talk about flavor real quick because uh, I'm excited that Mountain Dew has actually released what the flavor of Voodoo 5 is. And now that I know, I can't believe I couldn't tell from the beginning. Yeah, what is it? What is it? What is it? Hold on. What is it? Are you All right, so... In the past four years that Mountain Dew has done a voodoo uh, flavor for Halloween, it's always been like a generic candy flavor, right? Like we've had candy corn, things like that. This is the first year Mountain Dew has teamed up with an actual candy maker to replicate their candy's flavor. And that candy was Cherry Airheads. Was it? Oh, okay. And, and bro... I have a bottle right here. Oh, damn it. I wish I had one and right now. Knowing that it's Cherry Airhead. Dude, I'm going back to the store later today and I'm buying a 12. Dude, I found the passion fruit in the 12 pack. So, and I think they had the voodoos. So I might be going back and grabbing the 12 pack of voodoos, bro. Because I had it and I couldn't figure out what it was. So it's like it was tricking my brain to figure out if I liked it or not. Because, like, I, I was like, what is this? Yeah, well, I got I got tripped up by the zero sugar bottle uh, oh, on my first go. I, it was the only one that I, that they had in stock, and I was like, I'm just grabbing it. Um, so I got the regular one, and as soon as I knew, and then I drank it, I went, Oh, that's exactly it. So uh, yeah, fucking cherry airhead blew my mind. So it's good. it's in my opinion pretty spot on. Um, I liking it. I'm liking it. It's not like it's not like the code red cherry, you know. It it really does have that cherry taffy cherry airhead thing going on. I like it, dude. I've got quite the Mountain Dew selection going on right now. I've got uh, code red, the uh, passion fruit, whatever one. The uh, I got some sparks up in there, and of course, you know. Dog. Did I say I had code red too? <laughs> passion fruit, spark, and the OG. And might have to go grab some voodoo's, bro. I'm trying to cut back on the sodas, though, man. But I have such a hard time, dude. 
between the carbonation and the and the, uh, the caffeine. Yeah, we're uh we're we're back to a twenty ounce a week again, which is a good spot for me. Uh, twenty oh, like that's all you drink is a twenty ounce of bo- like a twenty ounce bottle of pop a week. Yeah, yeah. So typically, what'll what'll happen is that's like I, what six hundred mils. This bottle right here in my hand. Yeah. Um, okay, so you'll drink that just one a week. Yeah, one of these a week is is what I pretty much allow myself. I'll buy one of them uh, when I go grocery shopping, and then I typically will hang on to it for a show. Okay. All right. I'm actually drinking a pop right now and I, I probably haven't had one for longer than a week, but it was in the fridge. It was cold. I wanted to have water, but I also wanted to have a pop. So I have like a, it's like a store brand, uh, but it's like a pretty quality store brand. It's like a cranberry uh, ginger ale, Ooh, but it's from President's ale. Choice. Dude, President's Choice up here is like a, it's like a national brand, but they have uh it's like from this grocery store um and the grocery store i don't know they have like zares atlantic superstore uh a few different places that sell their brand and honestly like most of their stuff is like to me it seems fucking quality like dude they have like some of the best chocolate chip cookies like of like a bag of cookies you know what i mean um like obviously if you bought like some bakeries chocolate chip cookie chances are it's probably considerably better but when it comes to like a store-bought like chips ahoy type thing Dude, the President's Choice Decadent Chocolate Chip Cookies, I don't think that you can beat them. Like, they're on point. So President's Choice makes pretty good chip. So when I saw this in the fridge, I was like, yes, I will have that. Cranberry ginger ale is fucking my jam. I'm a big fan. I just like ginger ale, but cranberry ginger ale is even better. Dude, I'm not a big ginger ale guy. I'm not a really? big ginger ale guy. Not really my thing. Yeah. I don't think I've really? ever had... Yeah, I don't think I've ever really had many. Have you ever had like Canada Dry? Yeah, I've tried Canada Dry. I'm like your your bigger what is the other one? The Schwab? Schweppes, Schweppes, yeah, yeah, Schweppes yeah. or whatever. I've tried that. Mm-hmm. And it's just I don't know. I just not really into it. No, fair enough. There's definitely like something about it. Um, I like it, but see, here's the thing. Um, lots of people I think that I've known that like ginger ale and we're like a fan of ginger ale um they like ginger beer which i actually find not good see i don't mind ginger beer but i also mix it with tequila and lime juice so it doesn't taste just like ginger beer so like have you ever had um like a mixed drink with ginger ale like a ryan ginger or like no i've had ones with ginger beer though Oh really? See, like ginger beer is it's too spicy for me. It's, it's like, way more ginger in a ginger beer for yeah, sure. It's like spicy. I like it. There's I mean, a specific one though that I like, and it's uh from Australia, I believe, actually. Uh what starts Oh, I've the, had one that was Jamaican more common like most commonly. It, well, it comes in like a bottle that kind of looks like a red stripe bottle, you know how it's like the round. Yeah, that little brown bottle. Oh no, dude, yeah, I think that's the same the one. Red. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Jamaican. No, it's Australian, bro. Let me see. The one that I'm thinking of is, I think, Jamaican. I'm pretty sure, bro. No, no, like, just for me. Like, that's what I'm I'm thinking. I'm Googling it. Uh, (laughs) Ginger. Well, while we're on the subject of sodas. Bam, here it is. Oh, that was quick. He's on it. Uh, Bundenberg. 
ginger beer. Oh, Bundaberg, yeah. From, from Australia. Australian family owned. Australia, mate. It's good stuff. Fucking Australia cunt. Um, let me see here. But yeah, you take I might find those, it. I might find it. Put about like half or like a quarter to a half of one of those into a nice you know, copper mug with a shot of tequila, some semi-sweet lime juice, a little sprig of mint, my dude. <whistles> Off to the races. Yeah. So speaking of soda, I just learned recently that uh, you can't make traditional old-fashioned root beer legally in the United States. A- you can't what? Sorry, say one more time. You can't make a traditional old-fashioned root beer legally in the United States. Why? Wow, what does it have in it that's like so not allowed? The sarsaparilla root is the problem. Real sarsaparilla root is outlawed in the United States. They uh, there's an extract that apparently can be toxic in extremely high doses, and it's what was extracted to make the flavor in traditional root beer and so like you actually have to like get sarsaparilla root by growing sarsaparilla harvesting it yourself and then actually break it down properly if you want to make a traditional old-fashioned root beer and it's kind of you know being an outlaw when you do it which is kind of crazy to think about Dude, it's actually pretty funny. Have you guys ever had? Have you guys ever had sarsaparilla? Yeah, dude, I love oh, yeah, sarsaparilla sure. soda. Yeah, and birch beer too, man. I oh, like dude, birch, birch beer. beer. I've never had a birch beer. Dude, you know what it's honestly like to me? Like birch beer is like. Um, I felt like it was just a sharper sarsaparilla. It's like a cream soda. I feel like <laughs> oh, it's yeah, like a I'm, red cream soda version of a sarsaparilla. I'm not really a cream soda guy either, guys. Oh really? I love yeah. cream soda. I love a good cream soda. I'm not. I'm not I like cream. red or white. I don't like the the amber though. I don't like the the golden cream soda. Nah. I'm like a a, a red or pink, okay. whatever, forest, or clear. The forest I'll go down that route would probably be like a, a root beer. I guess it would be like it's not necessarily a cream soda, but it's kind of got like a similar the creamy vibe. vibe. Yeah. See, I think with it's that, weird. like I, I have specific root beers that I'll only drink too. You know what I mean? Well, that that doesn't surprise me. Like root beers, there's like a very large uh, swing in the the flavors yeah. of root beers. Some are more spicy. Some are more vanilla y. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, I do like a Bargs with its yeah. like sharper bite in spice. It's, it's the only one that's caffeinated. Is it? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why it says Bark has more bite. Really? Check it out. Google it. I I am uh I'm shocked right now. Yeah, you this didn't is... know that? For no. Real? Yeah, it's the only root beer that has caffeine. Like A and W doesn't have caffeine. Hires Mug. doesn't have I don't even know Mug. all the brands you guys have, but Mug doesn't have it. But I will say that Barks is probably the best, anyways. Yeah, I think Barks that is one of my favorite of I like the every wow. available in lots of places. I think that that would probably be the best. But there's better ones. So Twenty two milligrams of caffeine per twelve ounce can of Barks root beer. Yeah, dude. Sean, there's a Q at the end. Uh huh. And 
You're pronouncing a Q as a G. And then? <laughs> okay. That's, 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 right. that's listen, how we say is, that here, this bro. This is like Reese's. Okay. I'm listen, gonna I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take any lecture from the guy who pronounces Mario Mario. Okay? Yo, listen. That's a name. <laughs> Thank you. So is this. Okay. That is a name, not a word. So, 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 is, so is Barks. There you go. So you said it right. Barks. Thank you. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> well let's go oh, shit all right oh my god i just want to let you guys know that apparently candid dry is uh still the number one ginger ale of all time as it should be yeah what what is even in this league nothing i like, mean uh, only only old-fashioned oh. like maybe like craft ginger i don't ale? even know if i've ever had a craft ginger ale but Question, i now though. want one question though since we're talking about flavors and stuff um well obviously uh if you guys have been paying attention to the you know lemon lime soda situation we've all recently realized that sierra mist has disappeared and has been replaced with starry yeah have you tried it yet i have not i've been very scared to try (laughs) it because sierra mist wasn't that great you know, it, like it was there's one Sierra Mist that I enjoyed and it was a holiday one. It was like a cranberry. Yeah, that whatever. The, dude, I'll that give you one, that. Yep. That one was good. Everything else was terrible. But that cranberry one that would come out around this time of year, fall time. Fire. Uh, But yeah, I haven't tried it yet. You guys know me. I'm a Sprite guy. Uh, I've been told by some people it's not bad, but what is not bad? I just have a feeling it's going to be kind of flat like Pepsi. Like I always feel Pepsi, like even if it's a fresh bottle, tastes flat. Well, there's there's an interesting reason for that. Um, Coca Cola bottles at colder temperatures, and colder Dude, I temperatures. You were say that they have a monopoly on like a certain carbonation. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, would not be surprised. But, so, okay, so okay. Coca Cola bottles at colder temperatures, and colder temperatures hold CO two better. So, as a result, your Coca Cola products will retain more CO two. Interestingly enough, that's also why when you go to a McDonald's, you get such a more carbonated experience because. They send blend. Well, no, they actually send McDonald's their syrup in steel containers, so that way the syrup is also refrigerated. <laughs> Most places just get the bag in a box, and it's just room temperature. McDonald's gets a steel well, like milk. They even have jug. a higher syrup to water soda water ratio too. That's, that's because why their coast. Coke tastes different as well. Well, and that's because what they've done is they've calculated for ice melt, which is genius. It they've, still tastes crappy after your ice melts. That's why, uh, pro tip, just get your shit without ice because it's already cold. And then when, by the time you get wherever you're going, if it's starting to warm up, then you can throw a cube or two in there. And it's Oh, no, dude, I'll just throw it away. I find that like if, if you, you have a McDonald's soft drink for more than thirty minutes, it's flat anyways. I don't do flat pop. I don't. I don't like it. It just it's gone to me. It's like certain foods once they're cold, I'm out. But I might love them warm. But once they're cold, I'm out. No, I agree with that. Like, and that's Mount, like what Mountain Dew flat is for me. is is, is oh. rough. 
it's brutal because like i can have a warm can of coke like if you gave me one and it was Dude, like I can't, I 65 can't degrees like room temperature i can drink it um i don't enjoy it as much at all i can't but i could it, it's even more fucking intense as far as the carbonation the carbonation like, is fucking, definitely it's, higher. it's rough dude it's rough but oh, see, so I'm used to, like, that's nice so, stuff. i can't do a warm coke bro it's too much like dude so this right here has like as much carbonation easy as coke like j- most ginger ales have dude, a good amount of carbonation. a, a warm ginger ale is it like when you get an upset stomach a, a room temperature ginger ale can be life-changing i can drink warm coffee and tea are about the only things ah all right anything that's supposed to be hot i can drink warm anything that's supposed to be cold like i'm not drinking like a a, (coughs) you know a fucking hundred degree coke that's not happening any for any any fucking pop i'm not drinking it that warm i'm not even drinking it probably at 80. I, like, I'll agree with that. I won't even pop it out of a box if it's just been sitting in the house and crack it open and drink oh, it. Oh, I will do that. Well, it depends on the house, I guess. I'll, I'll pour it in a cup with some ice or something. Yeah, yeah. I, fucking... If your house is around 70, 75, I probably could, but not no. Not if it's like 85. No, nah, nah, it's got to be somewhat cold, bro. There's times where I pull one out of my mini fridge and it hasn't been in there for long enough. I'm like, oh, fuck. This is warm. And it's still colder than it would have been if I put just pulled it out of the box. Oh man! All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you guys with a controversial question that was brought up recently to me. Uh oh. Yep, this one's crazy. We all know dipping your cookies in milk is a wonderful thing. Would you all agree? I enjoy it. I don't mind it. It's not so, like something that I've ever been like really that into. So in turn, that would imply that milk is a dipping sauce. Because, like, dude, it, I'll tell you what, uh, to even further that point, you could argue that it would be a dipping sauce because you're literally dipping cereal in it. Which, interestingly enough, since you bring up cereal, technically soup. speaking, it's just soup. cold soup. Yeah, yes. If you, you know, there's not that many like soups you add milk to, like tomato soup you do. And, like, well, obviously, well, some of the cream soups, like cream well, of mushroom or chicken. Like a, a... Soup is just a a, a, a beverage liquid thing that you're eating with a spoon. Sometimes it has stuff in it. Sometimes it doesn't. Like a tomato soup is just tomato soup, right? But like a chicken noodle soup is broth, chicken, noodle. Well, cereal is your bits that you're eating and they're submerged in milk. So how would you describe it? It's just what? It's just Crunchy something that soup? you're, it, it's just cold soup. And gazpacho is also a, a cold soup. Yeah, but though, it, like cereal is crunchy though. And That's not like if you let it sit long enough. And not always. Not always. <laughs> it may be at the beginning, and it, if you don't eat it fast enough, it may be. Yeah, like I'm not going to argue against it because, like, you know, it's like people say that a hot dog is a sandwich. I, I can't argue that. Like a hot dog so to me is a hot dog, but like technically it's probably a sandwich. Technically, a hot dog makes- is. Uh, a sub sandwich. Does this also make ice cream a dip and possibly yes. also a soup? Yes, and coffee would also be a dip. 
Oh, because you're dipping like because people have it. dipped, like, you know, donuts, donuts a or a scone or a stroop waffle into a coffee. Oh, dude, I've certainly dipped a, dude, a chocolate yeah, chip yeah. cookie and some coffee, bro. No, it's good. Those Bischoff cookies in a cup of coffee. Oh, dude, now we're talking. Life changer. All right, I don't think I'm high enough yet for this conversation. I need to get more. High. <laughs> I'm I'm down with that, Chris. So I'll, I'll re-up. <laughs> yeah, I I'll take a long hit to that notion. I've uh, I've been. It's funny. I've been cooking my ass off lately, and uh, you guys know that there's some foods I'm very polarized on. Um, and in the vein of cookies, you guys know that there's a specific, very world famous cookie I do not like. It's the Oreo. Yes. What if I told you my opinion has changed? I, well, I know that it has, but like I, I can't remember exactly why. I think it was like it had. Oh, you had the mint ones or something. Yes, I, yeah, I okay, definitely okay. fuck with the mint Oreo for sure. That shit tastes just like I'm eating a Girl Scout cookie. Dude, do you want to take that shit next level, Sean? I already froze it, if that's what you're going to tell me. No. <laughs> you get yourself some confectionery chocolate from like a, you know, like a Michael's or whatever, like your melting chocolate. You dip that bitch. Oh. Okay. Now, let's take this a step further. Then you First... get yourself some peanut butter ones. And you do the same thing, son. <laughs> All right, so let's just take this a step further because, you know, this is the logical stoner brain. Let's get some pancake batter, dip it in pancake batter first, deep fry that some bitch, then dip it, it in that chocolate. <laughs> we're, we're thinking next level here, boys. The only reason why I say that is <laughs> shout outs to uh, Mama Janklin. Uh, she uh during the holidays you know growing up as a kid she used to like run like a small little chocolate business out of our uh our kitchen in her house and she would make all kinds of these delicious treats bro and she would take like you know your normal oreo and like dip it half in like a peanut butter chocolate half in the regular chocolate and like do like a crazy drizzle on it and then she'd get like mint oreos and dip them in chocolate and do like a mint drizzle on top and like all this shit dude have you ever had a fucking chocolate dip pringle bro yes dude she used to make these fucking pretzel rods dude where she'd dip them in like different flavored chocolate so she do like the peanut butter chocolate first you know then your milk chocolate and then roll them in different fucking things so like you get it rolled up in like a snickers bar so you got like layers of different chocolate oh yeah all, all in this big ass pretzel rod dude oh so far or then she'd take them next level dip them in caramel then dip them in dude like have multiple layers then with like a fucking layer of like broken up candy on the outside like m&ms i'm just picturing whatever. stoned you coming home one day and dude, being that like, was the got best any part, broken bro. parts ma dude that was the best part <laughs> i got to eat all the fuck ups bro so i'd come home and look for the plate with all the duds on it and dude I would tear them up. Like, I'd definitely make, take that broken pretzel dude, right here, uh, man. She'd make caramel apples, bro. Like these giant caramel apples where she'd dip them and then like in caramel and then in chocolate and then roll them in whatever you wanted, dude. Uh, fucking Snickers, Milky Ways, fucking M&M's, fucking broken up pretzel bits. And sh- dude, 
And then you just sit there and you just cut them into fucking slices off the stick, dude. And just fucking have these delicious, thick-ass pieces with these, like, nice, sweet-slash-tart Granny Smith apples, Taking candied apple to another level. It was the shit, bro. She would... She was doing shit that Rocky Mountain Chocolate Company thought they were wish they could do, bro. My God, dude, those are some munchy fucking dream snacks right there, dude. It makes me want chocolate. So her peanut butter cups, dude. I've heard you say homemade peanut that. butter cups are just the next level thing in general. I pretty much prefer them over anything else, you know. Like the the Reese's peanut butter cup is is good and all, but a homemade peanut butter cup is is just it's dude, something else. Just her her peanut butter mixture that went on the inside, dude, was just like it was so good, dude. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. I'm I'm excited to try baking some shit soon. Now that I have a stand mixer, like. I feel like the possibilities are crazy. Start making bread. Oh. I'll be uh, I'll be hollering at our friend uh, our friend Breeze Tones. Shout out to Breeze Tones, our uh, our awesome sponsor, because he's been getting be into making some sourdoughs. Yeah, he's been making all that sourdough lately, so I may have to holler at him and get some uh, some bread advice. I know my wife's got a friend that she's planning to go hang out with and get a, a bread master class basically from. So like I think we're gonna start making some homemade bread around here pretty soon. Hell yeah, dude. I'm excited. I'm excited. Dude, honestly, like this is for me <laughs> is one of those like times that I'm like, hey, look, homemade shit a lot of the time is way better if you have a good recipe. Like I can follow a recipe. I can even be creative and like figure some shit out on my own. Um, but if you can get to a point where like, you know how to make certain dishes and like, you're very, you know, confident that it's going to be good every time. What, what's better than that? Well, it's Honestly, the thing, right? Like, like homemade things. Like, I'm not saying that you specifically have to do it, but like, you know, someone like your mom, your sister, your wife, you know, your girlfriend knows how to do something, you know, your husband, whatever. And they just kill it. Dude, I'll think, have like my friends, whatever, any of those people I just described, version of just about anything over any store that I can get. I think it's all about technique, right? Like they say that uh, cooking is technique and baking is science, and it's true. And that's the thing, right? Like you don't have to learn every cooking technique in every style, but if you can master a handful and then you've got friends, who have mastered a, a handful of other ones. Now you guys can start sharing techniques and tips and never mind y'all come together and get in the kitchen, start tearing shit up. You got a homie who makes fire meatballs and then you got a homie who can make some bread. Now you got homemade rolls, homemade meatballs. You guys are making a fire dinner together. Like it's a win-win even better when one of you can grow it. Somebody grows the, you know, the, the tomatoes and everything and the basil and whatnot that goes into the, the red sauce. Like, psh, next level shit. Dude, cooking is fun. I like cooking. I enjoy I it. I, I don't I, really got, hooked. there's times, there's times and places I enjoy it. I think wow, it's, boys. I think it's cool. Like, you can learn like weird shit 
that just makes it so much easier on yourself. And the better you get at it, then it gets to the point where it's like, all right, well, now it's easier and it tastes way better than even if I went to a restaurant and it cost me less than half. So I might as well just do it at home. I'm not big into cooking, but I do enjoy it from time to time. And I only cook certain things. You know what I mean? I don't do anything super extravagant. Pretty simple, but I like to put my own little spin on it. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, dude, I don't do anything super in depth at all. Dude, it's it, it's funny because like I used to be pretty simple, and now that like I spend so much of my time watching different like cooking tutorials and stuff and learning how to make different food, like I'm way more open to learning. Like, all right fuck it let's try that all right let's try that all right let's try that like a couple of weeks back i made i made a disrespectfully crunchy uh chicken palms like incredible next level shit i've never nailed it like i nailed that before i was like who the fuck is this guy that just made this food and now it's like all right well now i can't go get to chicken parm from a regular restaurant because that was just way better than any of the chicken parms I've eaten at a restaurant. Shit. All right. Fuck it. <laughs> Dude, that's how things work, though. You know? Made meatballs last night. I don't want to eat no meatballs from any restaurant now. Well, see, that's the thing, though, right? So, like, I have been to restaurants uh, that might be, like, smaller places or whatever it happens to be. Um, it had absolutely dynamite food, but it's places that are like selecting the best ingredients or like <clears throat> very quality ingredients and like keeping things like going and have like a really good, you know, service and all the, everything about it, like everything about the experience, you know, it's like the way that they cook it, uh, like all that. And I still think that there's a place for that for me. Like, even if I can make something that's good, like I can make pretty fucking good pizza in my opinion. That doesn't mean that I'm not fucking grabbing a slice uh, while I'm out sometimes. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't disagree with you there. But that's the thing, right? Is that it's like, I think it's, it should be, it's it's encouraging for people that, you know, you can do so much more than I think people give themselves credit for. I mean, now the shit that you could do with air fryers, dude, like just throw an air fryer up on the counter. You could cook legitimate chicken in your, like, just raw chicken in an air fryer, and you can have a meal in no time. Get yourself a rice cooker. You're good to go, bro. Chicken and rice. Bam. Set it and forget it shit. Dude, I, do you not use my trick for much- rice, bro? You don't need a rice cooker. Save it. It's probably harder to clean that than it might be to clean a pot. And for anybody that doesn't have one, just you use a pot, man. Okay, that's... Boil, add some butter fucking once it's boiling turn it off let it sit for 20 minutes bam that's but that's too much work that's the beauty of of, of a that's rice too cooker. Much work what you you put rice in put water in press button walk away it dings when it's ready it's not that much work but okay that is definitely you know what less. i mean like it is definitely less like, work. If, 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 if you, you had just, a rice cooker i get it if you just wanted to make it as simple as possible to cook for yourself Get yourself a rice cooker. Like I said, a couple buttons, you're done. Get yourself an air fryer. So you can literally throw raw chicken in there, set it, 
walk away it dings when it's done like the world is 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 making it very simple for us to do these things now it's it's super cool and encouraging and i encourage everybody to go out there and find some new ways to cook for yourself i mean take a tortilla heat it up make a tostada boom let's go Dude. Go for a tostada right now, actually, but <laughs> that's another story altogether. There's like a, a number of things that I could probably go with. I'm, I think that actually when we're done, I'm going to make an omelet. Uh, make a nice little like mushroom, onion, maybe a bit of cheese omelet. Yo, I tried making a pizza omelet the other uh, the other day. What'd you do to it? How'd you how'd you make it? What's well, like your pizza? So I I had pepperoni, mozzarella cheese, and red sauce. Um, I will say this: I was a little disappointed with the, with the way I built it because I put red sauce inside the center, and it kind of prevented that little bit of liquid egg that was left from fully cooking out. Um, so I think what I might have done differently is like a no, like I would have normally, I would have let that kind of cook a little longer, just put the cheese and meat in it, and then folded it, used the red sauce maybe as a little bit more of a topping on the eggs to get that like full pizza experience. But I was trying to do what I remembered from uh, way back in the day when Dunkin' Donuts used to have this abomination of a sandwich called the pizza omwich. And it was literally like a scrambled egg patty folded in half with a little bit of tomato sauce, pepperoni, and mozzarella. And then that was inside of like your your bagel or your croissant or whatever. And I remembered it being good. So I was like, let's see if I can recreate it like legit. And not my best go the first try. <laughs> There's this cafe that I've gone to ever since I was a kid <laughs> that we used to go get that we go get breakfast at. And uh, growing up as a kid, uh, my mom would always get this thing. It was uh, pretty much just like scrambled eggs, but with like pepperoni and like some cheese. So it's pretty much everything you're saying just without the red sauce. And the dude, I remember just tearing, like, cause she would get that. And of course, like we just eat off her plate as kids. Cause you know, what's the mm-hmm. point of getting a big ass meal when you're not going to eat the whole thing. Uh, but dude, I just remember eating that as a kid. And he's talking about it. Just reminded me of it. Dude, that spot has so many good things though, dude. TNT's cafe off Bear Valley road in Victorville. The spot dude. Victorville. You gotta love any place that's just like a, a a little hole in the wall name like yeah. TNT's Cafe. It did, and it's a hole in the wall spot. Like you it's know? just this small little cafe. It's open for breakfast and lunch. You know what I mean? It's like it's been like mainly the same staff since we've been going there my entire life. You know what I mean? Some of the same people are there. Of course, they've you know cycled a lot of people in and out over the years, but looks pretty much the same you know what i mean the the layouts the exact same stuff on the walls have just changed you know over the years but dude the food is still just as good as when i was a kid dude i go there and get my french toast uh the french toast delight breakfast every time you know some french toast two eggs sausage uh and then sometimes i'll get like a, a side of some hash browns and I'll just tear that up and we got four, you know, uh, half slices of uh, French toast. So it's like two full, you know, slices of bread cut into, you know, your little triangles. Fire, mm. dude. 
But then they've got their hungry man meal where it's like fucking, you know, their big ass breakfast where it's like three eggs or four eggs, hash browns, fucking sausage, your choice of fucking pancake or biscuits and gravy, uh, toast and like all this shit, dude. It's fucking this big ass breakfast. Or you can go, go and get the French country toast. skillet, bro. The country skillet's where it's at too, bro. Because then you get your your eggs, however you want, on top of a bed of hash browns with a. It's, I think it's got like sausage on there as well, and it's covered with fucking country gravy. So it's just like this fucking egg hash brown sausage gravy situation, and it's oh, dude, it's so good. Yeah, I. Uh... I'm I'm feeling like French toast is coming up in my future at some point. I've been seeing a lot of French toast lately. Uh, have you guys I've seen that dude? Some. Have you seen that uh, that dude? Beard meets food. Mm. Uh, is he like a bearded guy? Wears his hat backwards, and yeah. he's like, yeah, it's is like he a, like Australian or something? Yeah, he's either Australian or English. I can't tell yeah. which. Yeah, but yeah, dude. I know what you're talking about. I just watched this dude take down a like three point something kilo french toast this dude's insane i guess he's like the number six or whatever eater in the world like he uh now holds gordon the the record at gordon ramsay's pizza shop for most slices in two hours dude did like 46 slices of pizza Jeez, jesus christ how do you even just fit all that in you? You know what I mean? Without exploding. It seems like it'd be pretty hard. For well, sure. The crazy thing is, is like he's when you look at the guy, he's he looks like he's my build. Yeah. yeah. Like he doesn't look he's not a fat man. He's not like a jacked dude. He's just like a fairly average, maybe a slightly athletic build, but genuinely just a skinny kind of dude. He uh the only thing that like I see he he's done to like kind of lead into some of what his training is is there are some like yoga style stretches he does to like stretch his abdomen a bit to make sure that he has room. To get ready to get abused, basically. Yeah, That's gnarly, bro. But like this shit, I've watched this dude do. I'm like, how? How? Like I said, forty six pieces of pizza in two hours, and these are like twelve inch pies. So like forty six full on slices of large fu- pieces, all the toppings, the whole nine. I'm 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 amazed. It makes me wonder if he's ripping a pen out there in the uh, in the parking lot first. Like, let's do this. <laughs> Get to much as a motherfucker now. <laughs> Either that is like bottles of water, not necessarily just water. Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That shit blows my mind. Yeah, I love Dude, it. Competitive though. eating is definitely something else. But, man, you know what it is, too? Is like sometimes um, I just like will watch certain things on YouTube, right? So I've watched like some competitive eating stuff, uh, you know, like especially whenever it's around when you're like get reminded by like the that big one like the nathan's hot dog eating one i think it's yep, labor day yep. weekend and uh i'll like watch a few other videos i'll be like yo these people just put down shit and it's definitely sometimes not people you necessarily think but um it's usually the smallest person who wins 
Oh, oh dude, there's like uh like women that are not even like big women at all and like they do really well too. So yeah. it's it's definitely pretty crazy. It's it 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 speaks to the the human nature though that we we know how to make anything into a sport. Oh, for sure, dude. <laughs> like, anything is competition. We 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 can competitively eat if we if we want to. All right, let's do it. Like I love that. <laughs> oh, the, the, the fucking slap competitions now, dude. You see, those are fucking made a big fucking pop lately. Dude. Especially dude, I heard like, that there's like uh, another thing too. There's like, and it's like similar to that. It's like phone booth boxing apparently is like a thing. I've seen oh, shit dude, on that too. Like people just this... two dudes are in a dude, phone booth and they're just people throwing in down. Russia, bro, do some crazy fucking <laughs> shit, dude. Yeah, I'll tell you because I guarantee that's in Russia, bro. Because there's videos in Russia of thirty on thirty, or a hunt or a hundred on a hundred fucking fights, bro. Where they go out to these fields, and all of a sudden you just see two swarms of fucking dudes, and then they just collide and fists start going, bro. And it's fucking crazy. In Russia, Fight Club talks about you. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, that's like next level. They're like I mean, these are people who wrestle bears for fun, so I'm kind of not surprised. <laughs> yeah, but dude, the, the whole slap boxing thing fucking Yo, the, the yeah, oh, dude. Me out. the the slap competitions, like I've seen some of these clips. And that shit is no joke. Like Did I see guys get knocked the fuck you out? You got to be some You got to be some kind of fucked up to stand there and let somebody slap you in the face as hard as they fucking can and act like nothing happened afterward. That's because you know you're I mean? all riled up to do the exact same Dude, thing to but them. But still, bro, you've got to be some sort of... You would not catch me doing that, bro. Fuck. Not only would it probably because I'd get fucking knocked out the first time I got hit, but I'm just... I, no way, bro. Fuck that. Yo, know, it... But seeing some of those dudes just eat them though, bro, and yeah, just stare real. them down. They just fucking—you can see them just go, uh, and then just death stare, bro. Just like, oh, you're about to get it, and then all of a sudden you see them hit the dude, and the old boy goes, and then just fucking down he goes. That—that's the thing—is that it's like these are open hand slaps that are hitting so hard they're knocking people the well, fuck dude, out. Well, dude, it's right it's how they're catching them, bro. They're catching them right on the button, dude. And it's just like, "Dude, all right, good night. You're out." The ones that are real brutal for me to watch are the fucking the female ones, bro, cuz dude, they slap the fucking shit out of each other and it's just hard for me to see that shit, bro. Bro, but, some of those girls uh, won't go down. Yeah, that's, that's the problem too. It's like fuck, just, just stop! Don't like, do that. Like, goddamn! All right, you're tough. Forget it, it's, dude. Honestly, watching the dudes do it is hard for me to watch too. So it's like I don't think it really matters who it is. Oh man, dude, it's fucking brutal. Yeah, we will we will turn anything into a competition. I mean, fuck, boys, we, we're we are proof of it ourselves. How fast can you build a a vape atomizer? Dude, next thing we're gonna see how many how fast can you take five dabs? Go. Uh oh, dude, we should we do that as a competition oh, here on the podcast god. one time with, with uh Will? Oh god, uh oh. 
I am. Um, that could be fun. I'm here for this chaos. For science, of course. You know. For, I do not. Yeah, this is not recommended for the yeah. average user. I, I don't. I don't. We're we're doing it so you don't have to, of course. You know, it's okay, all for science. Dude. But uh, I I would be interested to find out what the results of this experiment would be. Um, it's interesting. I was just having this conversation with Will about you know the scientific method. First, we have to or, have a hypothesis. Then we have to uh, conduct or, an experiment and observe the result. Or we could just sit here and go like baseball status and see who can go all nine innings situation. You ever done that with Dab, Sean? We get like, <laughs> well, with that, we might have to have one more person that was willing to take Dab. So I know Chris isn't, you know, down with it. But dude, we could do it like baseball style where it's like each one of us goes up to bat. You know what I mean? We get two, two at bats per inning and we could see who makes it to the ninth one, bro. I I know this. <laughs> I remember a a night in Discord where yeah, you and I were just hanging out with everybody, and it was like every ten fifteen minutes somebody new would pop in, and be like, "Hey, you want to do a dab?" And we both would be like, "Yeah, fuck it, let's go." And we must have done a solid ten fifteen dabs in a few hours that night. Well, dude, four twenty last year, I did fourteen. Uh, that night that was throughout the whole night that was like that wasn't like at one one fucking serious sesh i'm talking about like we do this in like within a time limit you know what i mean could be fun keep going dab after dab after dab after dab after dab that, that could be an expensive experiment though. It, it would be a very expensive one because none of us are going to quit <laughs> Oh, I'll probably tap out at a certain point, I'm sure, dude. <laughs> Once my heart starts racing a little too much, I'm, I kind of get paranoid. So I'm like, all right, I'm good now. Yes, that's that's fair. The The blood pressure changes from all that weed so fast definitely will have an effect. It's on... not even so much the, the weed as much as it is the coughing and the, the lack of oxygen from the coughing. You know what I mean? That too. That too. Yeah, I've seen people pass out from coughing fits before. I've thrown up from it before. I'm sure, we all have at one point. So yeah, I never puked from being too high, but I've definitely puked from coughing too hard. Yeah, dude. For sure. Real early it's on, al- it's always a happened. lot. It's always happened immediately after a uh, crazy coughing fit, and it's only been a few times, dude. And I was pretty fucked up and it was usually because i just ate too which was the worst part once you get in one of those brutal coughing fits after you just ate i'd say about seven out of ten times you're probably gonna you know either yak or have a little something come up yeah at least you gotta get that juicy burp that kind of hits in the back of your throat you're like oh yeah a little acid reflux situation sorry that's kind of gross why are we talking about this you know hey it's real man it's real ew you know, if you're going to fuck around, you're going to find out one day. So, <laughs> yeah, you play, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. A hundred percent. That's one of my that. new favorite sayings. I know it's probably an older one, but I, 
I just heard someone say it recently in like a good scenario. And I was like, you know what, that is the perfect, you know, way to say that. And I'm going to use that now. It, it, I like that it's, it's coming back with vengeance lately. Cause I'm seeing well, it, it did, used a lot. There's a lot of people playing stupid games and mm-hmm. winning stupid prizes and wondering why they're getting their stupid prizes. A hundred percent. Dude, my favorite one is the graph of uh fuck around on this side and yeah and the out find out on this side <laughs> it's fucking fantastic how, how much you can fuck around and how much you're gonna find out that's a big thing going on right now and i love that too bro oh yeah, dude you know how many like memes i've seen dude, like with that so great like, dude they're, they're so all different great. but like all using that same one yeah, for fuck around dude, find out they're so fucking good dude you know in the in the meme world the other thing i'm loving right now is have you seen that uh the Drake meme is getting replaced with LeVar Burton. What Drake meme? The old, uh, you know, like the fuck this, like, do oh. it this like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, I haven't seen it. They're getting replaced with LeVar Burton, and it all has to do with the fact that uh, Drake is pretty much a pedophile. What? Um. Yeah. There. There's a lot of situations where he's propositioned underage girls for sexual encounters. One of them being Millie Bobby Brown of uh, what is that? Stranger Things. Yeah. 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 Uh. While she was under eighteen, propositioning her. Um. Obviously, Drake denies it. There, nothing has been proven. Uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt. So in uh, a court of law, he's presumed innocent until proven guilty. But uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of evidence wow. that points in that direction. And um, as a result, there's a lot of people who want to kind of take some of the limelight away. Because if that really is true, um, that's some wild shit that he's basically another R. Kelly. Dude, all I've got to say is Hollywood and fucking celebrity is just a fucking crazy crazy place and scenario dude that i want nothing to do with you know i mean it it brings to like that whole hollywood conspiracy right they say that you have to sell your soul to the devil to become successful within those industries there's a lot of nefarious shit that goes on in those circles i can't say for sure because obviously i don't know and I'm not saying everybody that's involved with those sort of things are involved with whatever nefarious acts are going on. But I just feel like there's a lot of fucking just not cool shit going down with well, it is, because it, they can get away. With, they feel they can get away with it. Exactly. It's that whole with fame comes power thing, right? Yeah. I don't like it, dude. Kind of gross. It like there's the shit we do know for Christ's sakes, like um, Nickelodeon. That, oh, dude. that's craziness like the fact that the nickelodeon logo at one point was a foot with the word nickelodeon in it because the dude running the company had a foot fetish is insane yeah i didn't know that wait what what yes you did not know this information no Yo. can you repeat it because like, i kind of half heard it I was like, all right what? so is that what he just said yeah, so uh, it it came out that the the head producer of Nickelodeon at the time, um, the fuck is his name, Dan, 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 something or other, um, Dan Snyder, Dan Snyder, I think that's the right name. 
Um, uh, let's look. Let's Google. Let's make sure he he was quite the fucking weirdo. Um, it was a lot of a lot of weird shit. Specifically, he had a foot fetish. Um, and it was during the time that he was at the helm of Nickelodeon that the Nickelodeon logo was a foot with the word Nickelodeon in it, a giant orange foot. Oh and, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And Before it became like a splatter, like now it's kind of a splatter, right? Yeah, this this was during his era. It was the foot, yeah. and it goes back to the fact that he had a foot fetish. He had apparently pictures of the feet of Miranda Cosgrove and Jeanette McCurdy of iCarly, uh, several of the other uh, female actresses. He insisted on being in the dressing room during uh, wardrobe. Oh, that's kind of crazy. Shit like that. Um, yeah, he. If you read Jeanette McCurdy's book, he did a lot of really messed up shit. A lot of messed up shit. My wife who read this that, book. Though? I have no idea who that so is. So Jeanette Probably McCurdy me. was the lead co-star on the show iCarly, which was a. Oh uh, shit! Blonde hair, right? Yeah, yeah it was yeah, the yeah. blonde girl, Sam. Yeah. Um, okay. So. After after iCarly, she also had a spinoff show with uh, what was her name there, Ariana Grande. Yeah, right. Yeah, the Sam and Cat show. Um, but yeah, apparently Dan Schneider did a lot of messed up shit during this time period uh, to a lot of the actresses. And as more and more continues to come out, it seems that he was he was quite the dirtbag. And since he's you know, been removed from Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon is trying to recover from that era. Um, but that's the thing is that like, it it's awkward because his hands are all over some of the most iconic work that that studio ever did. Yeah. Like apparently he, he needed to have free reign on the set, but he needed to stay just on the set and he so, needed like, to have a fucking handler apparently yeah so like it it, again it speaks kind of to that whole notion of like the power uh and how it it corrupts right because like they needed the money that his productions were creating for the company and so like it seems like somebody had to at least to some extent know about what was going on right so yeah, uh, that story is continuing to unfold out in the news world, and it's insane. So yeah, the the world of Hollywood is fucking crazy, utterly crazy. Yeah, I know it is. I'm sure that's like because that's the thing, right there. There's a lot of money, but there's a, like obviously a lot of power because a lot of people have hopes, dreams, and like wanting to work, and like that puts people in positions where they're like, I can make some crazy shit fly because people just desperately want this lifestyle they desperately want this goal to be hit and it's fucked up that people do that shit i mean you you guys heard about danny masterson right well i know some things i don't know like exactly i know that it's i just got sentenced to 30 years for rape yeah like it was like multiple women right yeah dude (laughs) and it was like 20 years ago right uh, I don't know if it was that long. I don't remember the length of time, so I don't want to go quoting any of that. But I feel uh, like it was like right after 2000. But yeah, he, he just got sentenced to 30 years in prison for it. Um, so yeah, craziness. 
craziness. I just don't understand it, man. I think, you know, what's crazy about that is like, not to say the cry was like kind of like what Hyde would be, but if you were to think when watching that show, you're like, where are these people going to be in 30 years? I mean, I would have probably been like, Hyde could very well be in jail. Turns <laughs> out he was just really wanting to be Hyde, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I think what's even cra- what's crazy about it is that it was all through the Mormon church. No, he was Scientology. Or Scienti- you're right, Scientology. That's right. The, sci- the, the Church of Scientology. Dude, that's a whole nother thing, bro. Yeah, yeah that apparently, uh, that's... We all remember uh, Tom Cruise during his... Well, did you ever hear... Uh, freak out. I didn't really read into it much or watch many of the videos, but the... She was from uh, King of Queens. Yeah, Leah Ramini, uh, Leah Ramini's yeah, show. Yeah. Did you ever hear or see, uh, read anything about like her like experience or like what she like came out about the whole fucking? I've thing? heard her. I heard her like trying to escape interview. it or something. She did. She's out now, but like. Yeah she she's on a crusade to expose the uh, the horrors of the Church of Scientology. Uh, and she had like a whole series on TV about it too, um, but yeah, there there's some crazy stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, like you start with just they are a they believe that they're descendant of an alien, if I remember correctly. That's the core presence of the Church of Scientology is that they were well, descendant you know, of an alien. There race. is a lot of alien talk going on right now, so maybe they're on to something. No, I'm just kidding. Well, listen, uh, did you <laughs> did you see the corpses, dude? They look like paper mache, dude. How? Yeah, I don't know if like uh, I think that the corpses. Are. I'm uh, not according sure. according to the scientists who yeah, X-rayed seen... it, it. It does not appear to be manufactured. Is what they're willing I, I to know. say. I I seen it, but dude, still like I don't. I still don't know how much I believe it. You know what I mean? Um, it just it's just weird. It is like uh, as much as I and like, dude. To, I actually am like not even totally against the idea. Of I'm not either. I'm not either. That's I, why honestly, the part of like that kind of lets me down is that I'm like right. I don't really think that those really said so yeah, bad, dude. That's my whole thing, dude. Is like I as much as I'd love for it to be real because like I do kind of believe you know there's some there's got to be something else out there as far as you know some sort of life form or whatever. I don't know if I believe these. This is it. You know what I'm saying. Like for all we know, these could be some just something else. Well, let's 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 at least start with the fact that the dude who's presenting it has already been caught up in multiple hoaxes. So we can start there. Like, unfortunately, I don't think we can trust the guy who's presenting it as authentic when he's been caught up yeah. in multiple hoaxes. I'll say this: I'm more interested in the actual. Uh, it, crafts than i am in the 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 life forms at this moment because i feel like we have more evidence as far as you know aircraft sort of or uaps as they're being uh identified as now i'm more interested in that sort of thing than i am the the actual life form at this point because like until we get more evidence on you know that sort of thing coming out i feel like you know uh, i kind of more reserved but dude when it comes to you know 
the UAPs and shit like that. There's a lot more, at, like, kind of, you know, uh, verified evidence or evidence that I kind of, you know, think is some legit shit just based off of who they're coming from and the amount of risk they're taking uh, coming out and, you know, talking about it because they are literally risking their livelihoods and their careers. And, you know, they're not just somebody just anybody you know what i mean like some of these uh people why can't i remember his name now yeah and uh, I, I know what you mean that those those recent hearings with the top generals um i think I'm what's blanking on names right now yeah i can't remember any of them either but david fravor is one uh ryan graves i think's another one i believe those are I think Don't you're right. Don't quote me on this. Google these guys. We're not, I'm not a scientist or anything. I think what's interesting is that there's also a lot of uh, attention going back to the hollow moon and that the moon almost doesn't make sense. And that, that part of the alien question really does intrigue me. And it's this notion that if you look at the moons on any of the other planets and any of the other solar systems and any of the galaxies that we can observe, those moons are not the size of our moon. They're also not so perfectly in tune with the size and the distance that they can create the eclipses the way that they do with Earth. And then you get to the other really curious thing, which is the old quote about when we first landed on the moon, they said the moon rang like a bell. Suggesting that the moon were hollow. We have the notion that the dark side of the moon is a mostly unexplored area. There's a lot of questions as to if there is, in some of the photos we have of the moon's surface, some evidence of intelligently created structures, I guess is the way I would describe it. And it leads to this question. Is there an opening to the interior of the moon on the dark side of the moon? Was the moon possibly put in place in orbit around the Earth as an observation deck, so to speak, for extraterrestrials to observe what's going on on this planet? Are we basically just a zoo exhibit? And they're just up there, like, hanging out, like, Oh, look at the humans. Look what they're doing now. They could. Trying, I mean, trying to make sure we don't blow ourselves up. I hope so. Because <laughs> you, you know the whole theory about when they started showing up, right? <laughs> right. When we started right getting after, into nuclear activity. Well, it was right after the uh, we dropped the first nukes. And then all of a sudden, these sightings started happening. I I have read I have read accounts where some researchers believe that there are multiple races of aliens, multiple species if you will, and that some 
want to protect this human species on planet Earth. Others just encourage its destruction. They could care less. Um, and so as much as there is a human pull of good versus evil, if you will, there's a extraterrestrial pull of good versus evil. And I suppose. Why not? Right. Why not? Why wouldn't some, some species have a level of, um, empathy and benevolence and others have a level of an, uh, antipathy and malevolence just like any other creature i mean you could say that some animals don't have personality i say bullshit i've watched some animals that are just stuck in their species but this particular one is a dick <laughs> well they say that, uh, that supposedly an octopus they think might be extraterrestrial. Uh, I would believe it if if it were true. A hundred percent. Look at the thing. In its level of just its, just its abilities. You know what I mean? With how smart it is, how it can literally adapt to whatever environment it is, as far as shape and appearance. Its level of intellectual reasoning is is profound like octopus or escape artists and they can get out of even the smallest of spaces yep and they have personalities some are just dicks wild octopus like have been observed in nature punching passing fish for no other reason than just to be a jerk Like it's it's so ridiculous. It's just this yeah. fish is just cruising along, not in its own business, and the octopus like kick rocks. Dude, you know what? Uh yeah. speaking of think, uh, of uh creatures punching fish, dude. Fucking the the fucking mantis shrimp, bro. Dude. They're I, so sick, bro. Mantis fish shrimp are cool as hell. Dude, I seen how this big dude. are they? They can get huge, bro. Big boys. I seen They're this guy fucking catch one, dude, and it was like this big, Sean. Yeah, I was like, "Holy fuck, bro!" And them motherfuckers will break. Like, if you got punched by one of them, they'll break bone. Oh yeah, people. Uh, some people who have kept them, you can't keep them in a glass tank because they can literally shatter the glass from their punch. Dude, dude that's crazy. I've seen this. Uh, let me see if I can. I'll pull up a video real quick. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, the ho- shout out to the homie Ryan. He and I both follow this this uh, fish keeper now that he found, and dude has a, a mantis shrimp, and he'll throw in like a full live crab. Here we go. The I crab will come up. The mantis shrimp will punch it and like shatter this crab. I'm just gonna get past the ad and I'll pull this up. Like the mantis shrimp is a really beautiful and scary animal. <laughs> All right. Uh... All right, you guys ready? Here we go. Mantis shrimp versus crab. Look at how crazy he looks. 
Dude, they look trippy, bro. Dude, like they're so colorful. They almost look like a lobster. Like from the back, you know what I mean? For real. The eye stalks are huge. Compared Dude, look to at like his fucking legs. All right, let's get to the punching part. Yeah, like it's it's wild when when they hit the crab and stuff. Like you hear the crack. All right, come on. He sees him. This clip is being uh, shared under common license, common use license, all rights reserved. Oh, yeah. That is, <laughs> that is true. We're just observing. Yeah. Yep. Come on, dude. Just punch the damn thing. The patience of of narrators of these uh, these nature documentaries is incredible. Oh, here we go. I'm just gonna skip. Boom. Twenty two caliber bullet, dude. And that's underwater with the resistance of water. They're messing things up. What? Yeah. Water boils. Yo, that's crazy. I had no idea. Dude, look what he does to that crowd. He ripped his arm off, bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, they're no joke, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> Mantis shrimp are cool as hell. I uh, I dig, I dig a mantis shrimp. Uh, I wouldn't want to keep one. I actually witnessed a guy intentionally shock himself with an electric eel. I've seen that too. Which not as bad I as I guess some people might have thought. I'm still good on that. Nothing yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not trying to intentionally shock myself with a big ass electric eel, but uh, I'm 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 glad I could see what happens, so I could know what it's like. Dude, I think that I'm completely fine with like not getting punched by one of those. I don't need to feel like I just got shot by a twenty-two. Right? No, I think I'm good. Yeah, I think we're all good on that. <laughs> yeah. Like I know that though, like it's it said the energy or whatever the velocity of a twenty two, and so like obviously, dude, you're, you're not worried about it piercing through and getting stuck inside of you, but but it's gonna so actually could pierce. Could the, pierce cra- the crazy part is is that the water literally boils around its fucking fist because of how fast it's moving through the water. Yeah, like I said, that's, that's why like you can't nutty. keep it in glass because it will literally break glass with the force of that punch. Like you need to have like super thick acrylic to make sure that it doesn't 
shatter a tank if you keep it as a pet. That's it's it's an incredible animal, and then again they get huge. So yeah, shout out to people who are crazy enough to keep those guys. Um, not for me. Yeah, no, me neither, dude. I don't need to have like that constant fear of waking up and like my tank being shattered and drained all over the floor. Dude, my 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 cichlids enough work with uh, killing other fish in the tank. I, I don't need any help with a mantis shrimp that fucking punches at the speed of a twenty-two caliber bullet. Yeah, if you think about it, like they could probably even like break an acrylic tank. Yeah, if it's not thick enough, hundred percent. Like you need that, like. What is it like two inch thick or whatever the shit that's bulletproof? However thick it is to make it bulletproof. Yeah, like... <laughs> it's like oh wait, this isn't bulletproof. Sorry, I can't <laughs> keep my shrimp in there. Pardon? Yeah, you heard me. Right. <laughs> you right. fucking heard me. My shrimp's badass. Go put your hand in there. <laughs> what are you my building with this bulletproof weapon. fucking acrylic? Oh, a shrimp tank. What? Yeah, my, my shrimp's a lethal weapon. <laughs> Oh my god. Like he's beautiful, but he's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like one of those feats of nature, I guess, the how how they can do that. You know, it's like the idea of like the ant how much it can carry compared to its body weight and like it's it's yeah. the one punch man of the sea. Basically. Like Dude, we saw him like demo a couple of crabs. One he just like iced them right in the face and you could see like just below on his shell, it was like all of his like uh, actual meat, like his flesh was out. So he like crushed right through the fucking shell, and the dude fell backwards. The other one, it fucking he blew the dude's arm clean off. Yeah, like he must have caught him in the shoulder, and it just was like gone, Dunzo. Dude, I want to see him fucking strike a shark or some shit. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. And that's the thing, right? Is it like they? The smaller sharks, those little like small sand sharks or whatever, they probably have situations where they're going to tussle with them, and that's it's probably a defense, right in the right in the mouth. And that little shark's like, "Oh hell no, get me the hell away from this stupid thing." Dude, I wonder if there's a video of a mantis shrimp pants punching a shark. Well, like regular shrimp. So, like the shrimp that you get in, like for a shrimp cocktail, or like the shrimp that'll be in like a burrito or whatever. What kind of shrimp are those? Does anybody know? Uh, it it's a common sea shrimp of some kind. It's all I know. Some sort okay. of shrimp and boat shrimp. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't like know. I should have just said forest gum shrimp. Say, maybe it's a, yeah, like maybe it's a maybe it's a freshwater shrimp. I I, I genuinely don't know actually. Because, like, prawns are the big sea shrimp, right? That they're getting down in uh, Australia. Yep. So, yeah, maybe they are a freshwater shrimp. I mean, I know I've got some tropical shrimp that are pretty big, but they ain't no, like, shrimp cocktail shrimp. No. Like, freshwater shrimp? I don't think that there's, like, anything that gets, like, that big. Unless you consider, like, a, a crayfish one. Well, crayfish, but like crayfish. they're a crayfish. It's just like a miniature lobster, really. Oh, there's videos of them taking on octopus, taking on fucking crayfish, blue lobsters. Let's just say I think they come out on top every time. 
Yeah, they're like basically all like Mike Tyson in his prime. Yeah, they're the Mike's, Mike Tyson of the sea. Yeah. <laughs> Should you come near me? Come near my dwelling? About to end your day real, real bad. Yeah, it's a wrap. Fucking <laughs> animals, bro. Dude, they're crazy, man. Dude, animals like think, legit are crazy. Well, it's just crazy to think about how many different species of different animals there are out there because there's not just like one type, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's just one type of shrimp. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there's probably like four or five different other kinds. There's along there's with lobster and crayfish and all the other different variations of the same, you know, uh whatever. Yeah, there's there's multiple species of shrimp because I know like I keep freshwater shrimp, like nano shrimp and so i know that there's caradina and neocaradina they're two different species and then there's the amano shrimp which is a whole other species and none of those are the species that we use to eat so then you got prawns yeah then you got prawns which are even bigger there's salt water there's fresh water shrimp you've got prawns on the bobby mite when it comes to saltwater shrimp, there's some cool ass shrimp in like in that world. Like there's those candy cane shrimp in the saltwater world that are like red and white striped. They're cleaner shrimp. They just attach to other fish and like clean them. We got shrimp soup, shrimp Shri- salad, shrimp gumbo, <laughs> butterfly shrimp, coconut shrimp, shrimp kebabs, shrimp sandwich. I think that's about it. Yeah. (laughs) You know me, bro. I love my forest company. As soon as you started going on about all the shrimp, dude, instantly brought me to that fucking party. Pan fry, stir fry. You probably said like bold. Yeah, bold. (laughs) Shrimp stew. That, uh, shrimp soup. Shrimp salad. One of the greatest movies of all time. Shrimp sandwich. Dude, honestly, so Forrest Gump is definitely the movie, or a movie, it's a movie, um, that if I sit down and I just want to, like, veg out and, like, shut my brain down a little bit, dude, if it's on, that and shit's it, fucking getting played till the yeah, end. and it doesn't matter what part of the movie you start at either. No, yep. uh, there's a few movies like that. Like, The Big Lebowski is the same. Oh, like, yeah. I can pick it up at any point, and I'll be like, I'm watching the rest of this. It was a good yeah. run, whatever I was doing today, but I, it's done now. I love Forrest Gump so, so much, bro. When I was recovering from my heart surgeries in the hospital, it was on TV and like a in a loop, and I watched it like six times, bro. Yep, I was gonna say that's that's one of the great things about that movie is that like you can if if you have enough of those cable TV channels. You can well, pretty much catch- find it almost anywhere. Yeah, it's because I kept catching it in different places throughout the my stay at the hospital. So I like by the end of the stay, I've watched it through probably like three times out of the six times I watched it. You know what I mean? Because I'd catch it like the first half and then the second half, or I'd catch the last half and then the first half, or like yep. you know what I mean? It'd just block all together at some point. It uh and you can always count on it still being a good flick. Oh wait. Every time yeah, you watch it. Like I said, there's definitely like there's probably like ten movies that I feel like very similar about. 
Like, dude, even Saving Private Ryan, like, if I catch that, I'll watch that movie. I'll watch the whole thing. I'll watch half of it. Dude, it's a, I haven't watched that movie in a long time, but that's a damn good movie. Yeah. Dude, yeah. actually, uh, I think it was, like, last weekend in, like, one of the NFT projects that I'm in, uh, like, Swag, it's the one that Swag's works for. Um, Swag's, uh, Kenny and I, who's uh, also on the team there, we watched... Um, tombstone oh another great movie nice. and i hadn't watched it fuck i'm gonna say the minute the the a minimum of 10 years like a minimum of 10 years but i've definitely watched it you know probably 10 times to my life and it's still good dude and fucking like i just like love everybody that's in it you know what i'm saying for some reason this is like good like, dude, Sam Elliott is one of his brothers. You know what I mean? Uh, what's his face? Uh, oh, what's the guy's name that plays his other brother, his youngest one? I think that he might have passed away. I don't Man. Remember. I can't remember. The, I can't remember. Hold on. He was in Twister. What's the, what's the guy's name? You remember? The main guy in Twister? I can't remember off the top of my head now. Do you like have a mental picture Kurt of like, Russell, what they look like? Bill Paxton, Sam yeah, Bill Elliott. Paxton. That's what um, it is. Bill Paxton. Val Kilmer. Yeah, he oh, yeah, plays Val Doc Kilmer, Hollywood. bro. Kills it in that movie, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. He plays Doc Hollywood and he's fucking great. Jason Priestley. Sam Elliott in that movie kills it too. Oh, yeah. yeah they dude. all do, to be honest. That movie is just such a classic. Yeah, dude, it's good. And every time, and every every time I get to thinking about classic westerns, it then takes me to the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, just such a such a classic. I like the Unforgiven. There's some damn good ones out there. <coughs> that of course is you know some of those like. You ever watch the one in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? <laughs> no, is this one of those ones I was just about to get to? Where it's like some of those ones that are like it's, really it's a, off the like beaten a, path. It's kind of like a comedy sort of one, dude, but it's pretty fucking good. Yeah, like you get some of these like off color, off the beaten path ones like that, or, or the Ridiculous you know, Six, that one with Adam Sandler and all those dudes. Got one of my favorites, the uh, the old Blazing Saddles, which. Oh. Your your story with with Forrest Gump is kind of how Blazing Saddles hit me, where there's a period uh, of like a summer when I had first moved into this new neighborhood where I was living, so I didn't really know anybody yet. And uh, apparently, Comedy Central had must have just got the rights to to play it, and they were playing the shit out of it. And so it was like for a month straight, the same time at like two in the afternoon. They would just play Blazing Saddles. Yeah, dude, they wouldn't be able to get away with that movie now. <laughs> you shit, you aren't lying. This, I think about that, and I think about uh, like the original producers, the producers in general. I guess um, I don't think you could get away with that movie anymore. I'm surprised they still let Spaceballs air for Christ's sakes. Dude, Spaceballs is hilarious, though, dude. So good. 
I don't think yeah. you'll see the Naked Gun on regular. Oh no! I don't think you'll see any of those. Nah, Dude, there's lots of things you probably won't see again. I've thought this for like over a decade, thinking like, man, can you imagine Married with Children came out today and this was even like 10 years ago? And I'd be like, there's no way it would fly. I mean, they took like, away. Let alone now in 2023, there's 0% chance anything like that could come out. Honestly, I don't see how. They take away like key episodes from TV shows so that you can't even see them anymore. Like, you can't watch Stark Raving Dad from The Simpsons anymore. You can't. And like it's all they big, removed it from like rotations. It's it's gone. So like if you have Disney Plus and you go to stream it, it's gone. If you were to now buy a brand new copy of a box set, season three, you will not get that episode included. Disney has scrubbed it from the Simpsons history. And it's because of Michael Jackson's involvement. Really? Yep. Crazy. There's um there's a SpongeBob episode. Same deal. You'll never see it again. And it's an old school episode from when I was, you know, uh in my young teenage years. And we always thought it was funny. But uh there's the episode where SpongeBob and Patrick are taking Mr. Krabs out for a night on the town. And when Mr. Krabs is just about had it with their dumb brand of fun, they say, all right, but you're going to miss the panty raid. And of course. Oh, yeah, I remember that episode. Yeah, Mr. Krabs decides, all right, I'll stick around. And they go to a panty raid and they sneak into somebody's house, start raiding their fucking underwear drawer. And then it turns out to be Mr. Krabs' mom. Yeah, dude, I remember that episode. It was yeah, hilarious. what the fuck? Dude, Are you serious? So and the fucked up thing is, is that prior to all this, uh, SpongeBob and Patrick make a comment that they've been scoring here for years. <laughs> and hilarious. so they all sneak into the window and they start raiding this woman's panty drawer. And then Mrs. Krabs, uh, Mama Krabs, opens the door and catches them red handed. That's so funny, dude. And that is a banned episode. You won't find it on any Nickelodeon collection. You can't stream it anymore uh, because it's probably dude, a little over the line. Those modern life, there's probably a lot of those episodes <laughs> you can't do anymore either. Um, the interesting, like I, I was actually watching some Rocco recently because it is streamable on Paramount. Uh, that was what was kind of on the edge too, from what I remember. There are some very uh over the top jokes the thing the thing i noticed about it is that it it's done in a certain subtlety that they're letting it slide for some reason but i remember my mom wouldn't let me watch that show growing up as a kid because she saw a few episodes and like we're like what did like she picked up on it real quick oh yeah well there's there's a specific episode that stands out in my mind is wildly inappropriate where Rocco is picking up extra work and he ends up working as a sex line operator. Yeah. And like, there's a sign in the back that talks about like being hot and sexy on the phone to your caller. And he's answering the phone, reading the script, like, Oh baby. Oh baby. And it turns out to be his next door neighbor's wife. Yep. Who's on the other end. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. For a children's cartoon, that Ren was uh, a little over the line. Dude, Ren and Stimpy, way, 
way not appropriate for children on a lot yeah, of dude. occasions. Dude, some of them close-up shots were intense, bro. I that's dude, one that of my one favorite thing I, things. That's the one thing I loved about that cartoon was the difference in animation when they did the close-up because it was like they kind of went for like slightly more of a realistic yet cartoonish look. But dude, it was so funny. I always loved that. That's um and honestly, that was one of my favorite things that they used to do on early SpongeBob episodes too. Is they would they would harken back to that and do these random tight yeah hyper detailed close-ups um because i remember early nickelodeon was the shit bro this that's the problem right this is that same era that they're letting that terrible producer run amok yeah, I, uh, but i mean more of the anime on the animation side I he, he's still he running it. the company though that's uh, the fucking horrible, so terrible, dude. gross so thing about so it you're right telling me i can't en- i can't enjoy fucking early nickelodeon anymore sean is I, that what you're telling me I, now I, I, i'm i'm telling you this <laughs> that's like the whole r kelly what thing like we can't enjoy his music anymore I'm, because of what he did i am a big proponent of trying to remove the art from people who made it. Um, let's face uh, it, right? Dude, it sucks, dude. Harvey Weinstein's a terrible human being, but if you try to fucking go through every movie he had his hands in and remove that from your life, you're screwed. You remove tons of great movies. There's a lot of awful, awful, horrible directors in this world who have made fantastic movies. You'd remove those from your life. There are musicians I love who are scumbag human beings but there's music from them that i still will love to this day and i won't give it up even though the people who made them are awful um i just have to accept that it was an awful human being who made that music and they are not the person i maybe looked up to as a child um i'm looking at you marilyn manson um (laughs) Sounds like you were quite the scumbag at, at points in your life. And uh, yeah. And it goes back to that whole conversation. We're talking about fame and power, dude. Yeah, dude. He just, he just settled a, a lawsuit for um, doing something to a security guard, assaulting a security guard somehow. I can't remember what it was now, but assaulting a security guard at a venue. Like, dude, like this dude's there for your protection. Don't be a fuckhead. Come on. Like you're, it's not cool. But, you know, at the same time, I still have those songs that I grew up with where I just want to jam them. And speaking of random jams like that, this is everybody's reminder that White Zombie is a band from Massachusetts. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know anything. I don't know what White Zombie is. Rob Zombie's first band, White Zombie, with uh, Thunderkiss 65. It was a huge song. Oh, okay. Yeah, and honestly, I was never a big fan of Rob Zombie, so. Yeah. Rob Zombie was born and raised in Haverhill, Massachusetts. His first band, White Zombie, uh, was formed by a bunch of kids at Purdue School of Design here in Massachusetts. And more str- you know. Strangely enough, by extension, that also makes Power Man 5000 a local band to Massachusetts because people didn't know this one. The singer Spider is Rob Zombie's half brother. Really? 
Yeah. It's all nepotism in the rock world, isn't it? So who you know, right? I would assume that that probably is very much true. I mean, remember the band Edema? The 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 new metal band that had like a one hit wonder? Their singer was the um half brother of Jonathan Davis of Corn. That obscure band Orgy that blew up, they uh were producing records with Corn in the early days before they became a huge band on their own. And then of course they went on that Family Values tour and started that whole thing back in ninety eight. Shout out to the new metal craze of the late nineties. Limp Biscuit. See, there's all kinds of shit. Incubus, like that, yeah. corn, Papa Roach. Like, what a weird time for for heavy music. Creed. The <laughs> uh, that was also the beginning years of Nickelback as well. Yeah, early Nickelback at that era too. 98 to 2000, right? Dead bands like the like Trapped. Oh my god, Trapped. Dude. Uh... There was that also there was that weird segment of bands that went out of their way to sound like they were rock bands from like the late 70s, like The Strokes and The Streaks and you know, all these other names like that. The Strokes were actually pretty good though. And of course, The White Stripes were kind of part of that circle. You didn't like the strokes? I didn't like them at all, no. I actually liked them. It wasn't for me. Like some of their songs that got like Mad 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 Play. I wasn't like, yeah, these are amazing, but they definitely had some good songs. Oh, oh, another one from that era. Remember Jet? Yeah. Are you gonna be my girl? That's the only song that I know. Yeah, it's the only one I remember either. Come with me because you look so fine. I really want to make you mine. Okay, yeah. Here's a question, just because it's like from that era too. What did you guys think of the darkness? The darkness. They sang the biggest song they sang. Oh, oh, leaving a thing called love. Them. Oh, I hated that song. It makes me cringe. I can't even sing it. Yeah, uh, I'm cringing. I, heard them. I believe in a thing called love. Uh, I did not like, like that song at all. What I'll say is that it it kind of had. I don't know, man. It's hard to describe. It, it was like a. It was a pretty popular rock alternative song when it was huge. Yeah, like they even like had like a a really classic look. Uh, like everything, everything about them, I think, was like kind of yeah. They were going for that like early '80s, late '70s rock vibe, and they did nail yeah, it. I think that they were British, actually. weren't really on my radar. I uh, I remember that was that era. Yeah, you've been was... like a little kid, honestly. Like I was probably like in my early twenties. You probably were like ten years old. Something. Yeah, I, I been, like not listening to it. Yeah, it wouldn't been something I was listening to. I was working. I remember working <laughs> the uh, the truck unloads at a Target when all that kind of music was big and my boss at the time was really into that kind of stuff. So like for about four hours before a store would be able to, uh, was actually open. He would just play music off his playlists on Spotify or Apple music or whatever while we unloaded trucks and put product away. And 
oh my god some of the stuff that that he was into because of that era of music he's also wicked into 311 311 was big and uh i'll never forget there was this dude pat i worked with and shout out to this dude pat wherever you are uh i hope you're doing well he was a a military veteran um and I remember him waiting one day as we were working because I was on a team with him doing a whole different job at this point. And this dude, Pat's like waiting for John, the guy who ran that team to come by. And right as John's with an earshot, he's like, man, you know what? I really hate people who listen to 311. Like who the fuck picks that band of all to be their favorite band? Like only a pure loser would want to have 311 be their favorite band. And John just comes walking around and gives him this look. And fucking Pat's like, what? And then he just keeps walking. And it was the kind of just sheer fuckery that this kid Pat would get himself into when we worked together that I'll never forget. Yo, uh, yeah. shout out to uh, Lee. Yeah. No, um, Lee wasn't listening to that. Yeah, bro. shout out to Lee. I uh, love you, bro. Uh, Sean said that that was his story, yeah, not mine. I had nothing. <laughs> hey, listen, man. Uh, Pat, Pat doesn't have to be friends with Lee. It's okay. I'm not even friends with Pat, so I don't. I don't have to worry about Pat uh, ever meeting Lee. So we're good. But uh, yeah, honestly, shout out to Lee. This is why I chuckle when you get talking about 311 with us <laughs> because i always think about pat's rant that day <laughs> just to fuck with that dude john oh man those were the, that, that was a different era of my life that was that era of my life where we once took one of these gigantic rubber bands tied it to the steel uh the steel stock frames and then looped it onto the bathroom door just to screw it one of our buddies who was in the bathroom so that he couldn't open the door when he went to go leave like that was a whole different part of my life good times dude if you don't have good stories from jobs you worked at like you just haven't lived that's like honestly i feel like some of them might be horrible ones but dude i i i wish i was present for it but my Boylston guys at the shops at the, with the company I work for up in the Boylston shop, it's this one kid, Declan, and he loves to fuck with uh, this other guy, Chris, that works there. So Chris apparently got him good, and he took the pallet wrap and pallet wrapped his car. I've done that a few times. <laughs> yeah, it's so dick. <laughs> That's it's a good one. It's so fun when you're doing it, though. I mean, like, at least it's mostly harmless, right? Like, if you're yeah, if you know what you're doing, saying. you can cut that pallet wrap off without harming your car, and everything's fine. If you don't know what you're doing, well, so sad for you. Yeah, <laughs> sometime. It's time the to key, time to learn, is, baby boy. The key is to go different directions. Uh, I love a good pallet wrap. But with all of that, I think it's time for us to palette wrap this episode up so uh thank you all for listening you like that uh nice. i'm gonna go ahead and bring it to a close like we always do and tell it uh <laughs> like it is we love y'all and uncle chris time to sign it off
Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. Uh, of course, you know, uh, go to shittownpodcast.com. Check it out. Uh, spend a little bit of time there. You know, find our Patreon. Uh, if you feel so inclined and you enjoy us or you just want to help support, go to that Patreon link. Uh, you know, throw, I think you can even throw a dollar. I don't know, five bucks, mm-hmm. whatever. You don't even have to do it in perpetuity. You can just do it like once. That's cool. Um, but, uh, just know that we do put it all back to the show. It's like not for anything for us other than just creating cooler content that we might get to enjoy a little bit more. And hopefully that translates across to you guys. Uh, so check that out. Um, other than that, you can check the three of us out on Friday nights on Frames Janklin Vapors YouTube channel for the green room. Uh, just come by, kick it. And I think that that's everything for me. Uh, so everybody be safe, have a good week and live your best life. Frames, take it away. As always, shout out to all the Shedheads for you guys' continuous support. We greatly appreciate you guys tuning into the show. Make sure you guys are leaving five-star reviews on all those podcasting platforms and whatnot. That way it helps us out in the old algorithm. Of course, uh, check out uh, The Green Room over on my YouTube channel on Friday nights if you guys want to get some more vape-oriented content or just a little double dose of uh, some sort of conversations that we get over here on the podcast as well as just, you know, some good live interaction you know what i mean so uh come check us out there other than that we'll be here in the shed doing what we always do so i'm end it as i always do sending out positive vibes crisp high fives and don't forget a little dab or bag will do ya sean oh yes so one more time my friends shed time podcast is your one-stop shop for all things shed time podcast you can stream the show there you've got links to the patreon you got links to the frames jacklin vapor channel so that you can catch a weekly live show with us over there on friday nights yeah there's all that and so much more there's music from past guests there's links to them there's so much more go check it on out and uh with all that i'm gonna tell you this don't let the best get you down be cool don't be a dick and whatever it is that you do be sure and have some fun this is the shed time podcast and it's time to roll on up and roll on out Dynavap, Dynavap, Dynavap. Looking to cut the cord on your dry herb vape? Dynavap. Trying to get the best taste from your herb? Dynavap. Ready to take your sesh to the next level? Then meet Dynavap, the best way to vape your flower or concentrate. Concentrates? That's right, your flower or hash can be vaped using Dynavap. Check out Dynavap.com to learn more. That's Dynavap.com. Lose the ash, Dynavap. What's going on, Shedheads? It's your boy, Frames Janklin. Are you looking to step up your match game or have a raw, copper, brass, or stainless mod or RDA that you're absolutely tired of polishing? Then you need to go and hit up my man, Ashen of Palmer's Powders. He does some absolutely amazing powder coating work. He offers many different colors and finishes at an absolutely killer price. This man is taking powder coating to a whole new level and he can make your setup an absolute masterpiece. You can go follow him over on Instagram at Palmer's Powders and you can go check out pricing on his website, palmerspowders.com. That's palmerspowders.com. And as always, let's just vape on, shedheads. I want you to think of your favorite rebuildable right now. Yeah, okay, so you have a layer cake in your hand, and now you're about- oh, sorry, yeah, that's not everyone's favorite, that's just mine. So think of your favorite rebuildable atomizer. 
Think about how good of a vape it produces for you. Now, take that and amplify it. And the way that you amplify that is you put in some Breezone coils. Breezone coils are handcrafted in Adelaide, Australia. They're made from some of the finest quality wire that you can get. I believe it's Wire Buddha. You take those coils, you take them out of that phenomenal packaging that clearly shows how much care that Adam puts on the quality of his coils and the insurance that you get them in good shape. You put them in that favorite RDA and guess what? You have coils that now sing better than Celine Dion. Go check out Breezone Coils. You can find them on localvape.com and also steelvalleyvapers.com. Sawdit. I'm so ready to cook dinner right now.